to Several People with Typing. It's me, uh, James, and Will. Uh, and we're here to talk about politics, some gaming, um, whatever comes to mind. So, uh, Will, how, how are you doing tonight? Not bad. I just I just finished season four of Alone because that is my current COVID binge. And I'm, it was very good timing for like the, the end of that season to the start of this podcast, which is why I was five minutes late. Oh, besides, yeah, besides, besides the monitor thing. Besides the monitor thing. Yeah. Uh, four seasons in, is that, um, what, what's, um, what's your favorite season so far? Um, I think season three, because so many people had to get medically evacuated. <laughs> that, that, that's what uh, did and, it. And, and season three has my favorite all-time like exit, which was Dave, who was evacuated because he was too thin. And he had like 40 fish that he had smoked and like stored away. And he had like a mountain of mushrooms and like berries that he had foraged. And he was just like trying to ration it and like, didn't realize that he had lost like 55 pounds or something. Holy and, crap. Yeah. And like, they, they tell him like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're, we, we have to evacuate you cause you've lost too much weight and it's not safe. Like your organs are going to start failing. Like it's going to cause permanent damage for you to be at this, this weight. Um, and he's like, but, but but I have food. I have so much food. <laughs> and like, he, like he couldn't just like start eating it. No, they're they're like it's too late. Like we have to get you to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to like be brought back to a normal body weight in like a prescribed fashion. We can't just say, hey, eat eat a little more out here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. He, he was he was eating one fillet of fish every three days. Wow. And he just had like all these fish stored away that he had smoked. And he's like, I could be out here for months. <laughs> it's like, no, man, you gotta fucking eat. <laughs> um, Dude, that's like that's like a, a drawing like the the perfect like uh, magic hand without mana, and you're like, I can do everything. It's like, dude, but you can't drop any land. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you're missing something here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that one is my favorite um, so far. I, yeah, I really like the show though. Um, and, but most people there, they, 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 uh, I'm not saying most people, I've seen people there that very clearly know how many grams of protein that they need every day. And they know when they're, they're at a deficit. And I guess this guy didn't know the math because he would have, he probably would have been fine if he just knew he couldn't really do that. Yeah. I mean, this guy looks like he has like kind of subsisted on peyote and sunshine for like 40 years. <laughs> like, and he's like i could just do this yeah, i could exactly. just do this man it's like maybe maybe that maybe those burgers and fries you had like once a week uh, uh were more uh were really the only thing keeping you going yeah um and season three also had the um the really obnoxiously hippie girl who was like amazing at it um like built the most amazing shelter had a sauna like holy she, crap yeah and she was like catching all the fish like she was doing absolutely fine and then she's like eh i uh, i realized that you know i was just out here for the money and that's not fun so i'm going home <laughs> like she was like, and, clearly, like she was not clearly, in any danger yeah like, she was clearly in the best shape right like yeah that's, like two and a half months in she's just like eh, i woke up and i was realized the only reason i was out here is for the money so now i'm just gonna go home right like i, I hit my stride that uh, uh, i've i've effectively got to the maintenance level yeah and the money was a bonus and, and she's done that's incredibly yeah. honest and respectful um 
I feel like you should be able, you should be able to, after a certain amount of time, you should, they should encourage, I don't, I don't know if they should, I mean, you should get like a bonus or something of like a sustainability bonus of like, oh, you could have just kept going. Yeah. You know, I, th- I, th- I also think that they should give money to more than just the winner. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it's, it's rough um, to be like, you know, you have to get evacuated or like you t- tap out and like you find out that you were in second place. And like the winner was like on death's door. Right. <laughs> like pulling themselves to their spot to be like one more fish. I can do it. Yeah. And then, and then they win. Um, and, and you get nothing. Um, it feels like they should get some money. Like I think top three, I think top three should get money out of, you know, the 10 people that they have on every season. Yeah. And like I, I, do like half a million, a hundred grand, 50 grand, you know, so that like the four months of your life that you've spent out there, you're at least compensated for in some way. I, I would also like a very, very small prize for the people that 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 give up the first night. Like, hey, if uh, oh, you just realized you're in way over your head, here's five grand. Um, you know, no harm, right? Yeah. Well, also that would incentivize people to tap out early, and it would be really funny if like two people tap out and like one of them does it an hour later. Like, God yeah, damn it. yeah, the first person to tap out gets yeah. gets some kind of money. Uh, so you're betting on the low and the high because I, I don't know. That's kind of funny in a, in a way right and i yeah, get you oh, could game it but i mean uh uh you know you don't make don't it a life, yeah don't make it a life-changing amount of money just right. make it like a, a little bit of money like all right you grand. came home with a little yeah. something with a uh because you're like i'm out because like the first night it's a lot of oh shit i'm actually this is real um yeah I, I like the show a lot i haven't seen all the seasons i think i've seen scattered moments of a bunch of them i think i've seen season one and two Oh, sorry if five. I spoiled anything for you. No, you didn't say um, any any anything who won. And and honestly, I, I won't. I mean, generic guy or generic girl, even generic hippie oh, girl. You, you, like you, that's you, pretty you much will, the profile in most of them. You know, you you will know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> the peyote guy in the, the yeah. Guy. Three seconds into seeing these people, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's who that was, that's who he was talking about. <laughs> okay, um, this but is you will know. Yeah, I don't know. Even knowing some of it, though, it's still they are really really fun to watch. And there's a level of realness and authenticity there that I do appreciate, you know, I mean, they have to stage the cameras, but it does, it, 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 it does feel manufactured besides the idea of the competition itself. Right. Yeah. So there's one thing like that. I'm, I'm not sure that I like, and I don't know if maybe I'm just like thinking about this too much or if there's no good solution for it anyway, but like, I don't, I, I feel like people who really, really need that money. And are out there and like killing themselves because like they need, like they are out there because they need the $500,000. Like that feels bad to me. And I don't know, like, obviously, you know, they have their own agency, right? And they should be able to make that choice. But like when you have people like you can tell, clearly tell who's like pretty well off and who's not when they like enter there um, just from like the backstories and not. And then like, you know, the people who get to like day 70 and are just like suffering through and like all they can talk about is like, you know, I just want to want to be able to buy my daughter a house or like I need to be able to buy land or something like that. Um, yeah, it just, it, it feels weird to watch somebody suffer just because they need the money. Like it doesn't feel like a game anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, you could, I mean, you could deconstruct it down to, to, you know, paying two homeless people to fight in, in, yeah. in, a, in a, in an alleyway. And obviously it's not that right. But like you can, but there's, there's the, hints you can draw the lines there, Absolutely. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and like, if they were well off, would they still be putting themselves through this? 
we all want we all want the people that don't really need it to be in the competition. Yeah. But the people who do need it do make for better TV in general. Yeah. I just never want somebody to like, I never want to be watching somebody suffer because only because they need the money. Like if the, if, if the money was completely out of the picture and they were just doing it for like the love of the outdoors and the competition of it, would they still be doing it? Like if they would awesome, then, I can feel okay about watching it, but there is a part of me that feels like I'm just watching somebody suffer because they, for my entertainment, because they need money. Well, then your argument I think is better served by saying they should uh, lower the price to make it, you know, money that just yeah. in no real way would be worth it for someone who really needed money. Yeah. And honestly, or, and then or, even or, at, or just give them all money. Right. Uh, for joining every yeah. participant is going to get 10 grand. First day, last day, maybe the winner gets something else, but it can't yeah. be a life-changing amount of money. And um, it, it, you know, it would be nice if they did that, where no yeah. one felt like a um, they weren't being paid for for for, for making the making this company a bunch of money. You know, uh, where the production yeah. of alone is, they're making money off of people for a you know without paying them. Like it, it's yeah. free labor. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so like, or give them all like a little, like a sort of life-changing amount of money, right? Like give them all 200 grand and then the winner gets an extra 200 grand. Right. 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 Like, okay. You're going to be out here for three months, four months max. That's a good salary for anybody, you know, at that point. And then we can all feel good about this. Yeah. I don't like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking about it too hard, but I, I just realized like, some of the people on the seasons, like you can, they're not destitute, right? But they're obviously not well off. Um, right. And they talk about it, like how the money will change their lives. And then you're like, you're just watching somebody suffer. Yeah. It, it's it, it, inspiring can turn to um, very, very depressing and sad in, in different contexts, right? Yeah. And also like as a viewer, like in some way you're propagating the, like the system that enables that. Yeah. In a very small way, like obviously my viewership isn't going to change anything, but um, but the show yeah. wouldn't exist if people didn't watch it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah that that was a little bit tangential, but um, I noticed that like the last season that I had watched, um, feeling that quite a bit. I was like, yeah, this is not a good feeling. Yeah, because um, it goes back to the 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 very um, far more black and white line to to the to the to the homeless fighting because you you feel a hint of that where you see yeah. that and you're like this is just straight um you know abuse and taking advantage of uh people in a bad situation yeah and then you go to here and and it's it's nothing like this but you can you feel that that can very easily slip into a, a format um and 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 then and now we're asking people whose job it is to to generate ratings so so they get paid to do more to, to be able to hold that line in, in, in a respectful way. Right. Yeah. And then you wonder how much, um, you know, when it comes to, to their ass on the line, how blurry does that get? How blurry is that line? You know? Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone's, everyone's, you know, got bills, right? I was just following orders. <laughs> okay. Well, we could go to, we could, uh, play Godwin's. On yeah, that if you, want. You, could, you could do that. If you like. <laughs> we segment ending line right there. Um, there's nowhere to go. Well, you've gone, you've gone to too the far. end. You've gone to the end. I don't know what else to do now. <laughs> How to kill conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. And it's a, it's a, it's a very, very good. And I think valid observation, um, you see how it develops. Right. But I, I assume if, if they clearly start to play that line more and that starts to, to, to come out more, I'm sure it'll turn you off and it will probably turn a lot of people off. Oh yeah. So, right. Like you're yeah. not gonna be able to watch it if you really feel like this is like abuse, right? You're gonna, I know you are like, I can't. I can't watch this. So whatever. I can barely watch them like bludgeon fish to death. So. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I just don't have the appetite for it anyway. <laughs> but me, what's funny is like, I could deal with a lot of that, but the second I feel like you're taking advantage of person, like the brutality in this show. And it was like, they're beating fish to death. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. The fish, man, they got to go. Dude, they, um, people just love bludgeoning fish to death on that show. man. <laughs> I don't like you have, you have an ax. Yeah. You just cut its head off. No, I'm going to turn around just, beat it with the back of the sack like, okay. something maybe there's something satisfying about that or it's probably safer that's my guess but you're not going to cut yourself that's true and the fish will be dead yeah we can be for sure of that yeah but like sometimes people just pick up like the biggest fucking rock <laughs> they should go like, smash yeah jesus uh yeah so that's that's how i'm doing i've, I've finished watching a good show got it i'm i'm um just a I got, I'll, <coughs> I'll follow that. I'm in season five of The Wire, which um, is the weakest season. Yeah, I, I thought two wasn't great. Five two. is like I don't know what they're trying to do. It it it's frustrating how far they've pushed this, and I'm only halfway through. But it, I just like, oh man, I don't like this is hijinks ratcheted up to a level that's just it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I had heard or watched some like. Uh, analysis of it <clears throat> that is season five is like this meta commentary on being able to even tell the story right like so the the you know the the plot around season five for dave or anybody who hasn't watched it i think brian might not have watched the wire yet um <clears throat> is that like the newspaper is inventing shit and mcnulty the cop is inventing shit in order to get some problem solved and some things talked about um, and I heard this analysis where it was this meta commentary on, um, the producers of the show because the wire didn't do very well when it was on TV. Like the wire was a <clears throat> kind of this golden era TV after it ended. People were like, Oh wait, that was the great show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And season five is all about like how they have to make up something ridiculous in order to be able to tell the story they want to tell. Season five was a commentary on its own ratings and popularity. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so that, that was an analysis I had heard of or, or on it, which which I thought was pretty good. I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know that that's exactly what it was, but I, I think that you can draw some lines there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that unpopular. The show still holds up. It is just such a good, high-quality production show. You well, know? I think they had to beg for a season five Wow, to like wrap the show up. Like because it was getting canceled. Um, okay, that's that's yeah. a that's an interesting take, and I can I can kind of see that that line. Um, I'll try and maybe maybe look for that more. It's just that the absurdity is distracting, and for a yeah. show that that feels like they've done such a good job at at trying to de- you know depict a much more honest look at society, it it just feels so opposite to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, season five is, is definitely, uh, season five is definitely the weakest. Um, I think season two actually in retrospect is pretty good. Um, like it holds up pretty well. It was, it, it was much better. I remember not liking it a lot at all. And 
it's better for sure. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's also because season two at the time, like it was so jarring to be taken out of the narrative that you, you know, had grown to understand over the course of the first season, right. With characters that you knew and, you know, got emotionally tied to, right. Like that was why the show was good is because like you kind of identified with McNulty and you, you know, I identified with, with, um, uh, Wallace and, you know, some of the, the, um, Stringer and, uh, Avon Barksdale, Barksdale's, uh, uh, crew mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now season two like they're not involved at all and shows didn't really do that at that point like now that's a little bit more you know kind of understood to be a thing that happens well, like look at american sh- horror story yeah exactly, it's like right? similar characters wildly different yeah whereas you know this is season two has nothing to do like v- very very little to do with with season one from like a, a yeah. personal from a personal yeah. story yeah. like as a you know, telling the story of the drug trade in Baltimore has tons to do with it, but you know, nothing to do with any of the characters that you grew to love from. Right. Right. And then they continue to do that. They continue yeah. each season to build out the larger and larger layers to the, to the propagated system where you're so aware of the, you know, net end result. They keep, they back it up further than they did. They back it up and they back it up to the point where, where you can see these very, big policy level thing you know when they get to the mayor's race um which i loved a lot i loved a lot of that and and then seeing that trickle and trickle and then and then i don't know it it is it is it is fascinating that that building it up that way allows you a much better insight into the and understanding how how these can propagate a lot of the problems and uh that, that 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 get pushed all the way down to like why these things persist you know yeah yeah it's um i mean uh lots of people have made this this you know comment on it but it's not about any characters it's about the city of baltimore like that show is about the city of baltimore and like you i think you need to like people need to know that going in um otherwise the season two change is so dramatic like that shift is is huge until you you know looking back on it after you've watched four or five seasons makes a lot more sense but i can understand why people hated season two well i mean also, also zicky's the worst I, he was, I yeah. Ziggy's the worst. Was I supposed to feel, I mean, they, they, they tried very hard to get you to feel sympathetic for him, yeah. but man, I just. Ziggy's just the worst. Yeah. No, you, you feel sympathy for Frank Spotka. Yes. Oh. But yeah, uh, but you, don't, um, you don't feel anything for Ziggy. Yeah, Frank, absolutely. Um, and I think they do a good, I mean, you know, there's a lot of characters that live in the gray that I think they do a fantastic job of showing humanity to, but without um, uh, romanticizing them, yeah. uh, you know, uh, kind of owning to their, to the bad parts of them while, while giving them humanity. I think that yeah. sometimes people flip it the other way, right? Like the like Goodfellas, Goodfellas, you know, you can come out of there, you know, wanting to be a gangster, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and I mean, I think that that's, it blurs the line between like anti-hero and hero in a way that I'm, that isn't the most comfortable. Right. Right. Where it's like, wait, wait, no, like, yeah, they're both the protagonist, but you know, there's, you should still know he's evil. Right. Not- it's like, um, it's like <laughs> Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, right? There's like, there's two people, two types of people in the world. And you can very clearly tell which one you are. If you think Jordan Belfort's a hero, 
like was are you on the side of of leonardo dicaprio and that are you rooting for leo wait because if you are you're an asshole in the moment i you can get caught up in wanting him but but i got i mean everyone sees this is just a movie about a I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I get, he's obviously a terrible, awful, awful, awful person that does, you know, awful things. I don't. All right. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. You could kind of you think people walk out of there, you know, thinking he was wanting, wanting to be Jordan Belfort. Absolutely. Jesus. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he screws. Um, yeah. OK. I guess you're right. Because he does. There's this whole loyalty kind of it is. It is. I mean, it's the same. It's what's his name? Um, the guy who. It's a oh no that one was Coppola right this is um Coppola did Goodfellas right yeah it's Scorsese yeah it's a Scorsese I mean they, I feel like some of their styles are similar but yeah but Scorsese loves I mean that this is like his thing right he's kind of yeah. like that with Coppola right he, yeah he, uh, Scorsese did good Goodfellas too though oh that uh, wasn't Coppola. Co- Co- Coppola did Godfather that's what I'm thinking yeah so no because I was like these feel uh, he likes to play this he 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 very much loves giving maybe too much humanity and too much. Uh, like deference to like uh, uh, like implied goodwill or or the goodness of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the Wire did I, not. I, I'll say it that way. When like Frank yeah. Sabatka, I think did a much better job of taking a person who, honestly, I would say is a far better human being than anyone in Goodfellas or 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 Jordan Belfort, but also bringing the ugly truth of of his decisions in a much better light. So. Yeah, yeah. You can feel bad for him and still think maybe he got what he deserved. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like you can. He know he knows that he is evil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good. It's a good point. So, so I'm on the season five. I kind of remember the ending. Like some of these parts, I'm like, wait, aren't they? There aren't, isn't this scene supposed to happen soon? And it doesn't happen for five episodes. But um, the meta commentary is the only thing that actually starts to make sense. I didn't understand how they could. Like, I was going to check to see if it was completely different directors or producers. But if it's all the same people. That makes way more sense for how they could just take a left turn like this. It, it felt so out of character, but that uh, uh, I'll maybe maybe pay more attention there. Like this happened with um, uh, this is more anime, but One Punch Man. One Punch Man. I know you don't follow anime, but um, uh, anime you know uh, anime has I guess tropes and um, you know very common things that you see in anime that are uh, very very uh, toxic kind of you know or very common things and a lot ton of them are toxic, right? And and One Punch Man played up on them to the point where I'm like Dave this is literally just like every trope like it's like it would seem like the 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 cheapest play and until he's like it it's playing on it like it's a it's a commentary on it and then when you flip it you're like holy crap there's a lot of really intelligence things they do but on the first watching of it I I just I'm like Dave this is literally like just taking every single known anime trope and just playing them back to back um and then I didn't you know and then he's like just look at you know and then you catch this other layer to it and you're like oh it's actually very very smart um yeah, I watched two episodes of that, and I was like, I can't, right? I just can't get into it. Well, if you don't, if you don't watch, um, you know that kind of stuff in general, um, I feel like that's a lot to jump into. <laughs> yeah, I, well, exactly. Right. So, a show that's doing meta commentary, uh, yeah, a commentary on, 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 the, on, on the, the genre. The, yes, <laughs> as like your entry point into the genre. The genre. <laughs> just you're right. you're not gonna you're not you're not in on the joke, right? right. And that's the problem. Yes. You're 100 right. It's like watching a, a Oh Hello without ever going to any Broadway play. It's like, do you do you realize yeah. what like how hysterical this is? But you don't. Um, you you need you need the baseline first. Yeah. Uh, although I would say that Oh Hello is still pretty funny, even if you don't get all of the kind of in jokes there. I'm sure um, I miss a bunch of them, but yeah, you're right. I'm On its really... face, it 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 has enough 
to just be really funny, even though sometimes the, the audience will be laughing. You probably don't know why. I, I still wind up putting that on like once every couple of months. It's, it's amazing. Just, yeah, it's just it's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm very sad that that uh, that was only a short run. Right. And that I didn't. I mean, by the time you showed it to that me. I, that I didn't even know existed. Yes. Until. Yeah. It, it, and, it hit Netflix, right? Yeah. It's one of those things like I'm a bad New Yorker. <laughs> Like I should have known about this. <laughs> like I, I, this city is wasted on me. <laughs> Your proximity is wasted. Yeah, basically, right? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how does how does something that funny and that up my alley exist? And I don't even know about it until it's on Netflix. I and, mean, I, and I live like four miles from the theater, right? How how did you even find it? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, you know, I. I think to your point, um, that's probably just a failing of, you know, that world being able to connect to like the rest of that world. I mean, the the rest of like, you know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. Like the marketing forces around plays clearly are do a fantastic job of people who love going to plays and do a a pretty awful job outside of very, 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 very big ones of getting anyone's attention on anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I found it via, um, John Mulaney, right? So I love John Mulaney's stand-up. And then Netflix did a... Megan like, loves hey. John Mulaney's stand-up. So it was like, well, what else has he done? Like, yeah. let me... And there was like, oh, he's done this thing. Let's watch that. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I like, I don't particularly find Nick Kroll to be that funny in a lot of the stuff that he does, but he was great in this, so... Uh, the Kroll show had some pretty funny skits. Yeah, well, yeah it was okay. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Let me get yeah. some news. We're going to get some news. So uh, let me see which one I want to talk about first. Um, da, 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 da. Let's do, let's do uh, some of these I can kind of combine. So TCU restriction. Yeah. Uh, of Christ. I didn't realize that all these are actually COVID related. I should, I should pay more attention. So we're going to call this the COVID section because COVID dominates our lives for the most part at the moment. Uh, first part is well, maybe COVID ish related is uh, Trump has, um, there are reports Trump has considered bringing in Sidney Powell known um, you know, QAnon supporter, uh, uh, crazy person pushing the Kraken uh, um, lawsuits, none of them being founded, not, nothing going anywhere, as as appointing her a special counsel to lead an investigation on voter fraud in the White House. Um, yes. I don't know what, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're down to um, a, a less than a month until Trump's out. I don't know what this could really mean, but this... Well, just to be clear, that was not the most alarming part of that meeting what was the appointing Sidney powell to be um special counsel um the the most uh disturbing part of that meeting was um trump considering trying to uh involve the military at michael flynn's suggestion right you know to, to kind of like it's it's been like coup adjacent for a little <laughs> while now um but like you know let's just lean into this whole coup thing get the military involved he did recommend that, didn't he, publicly? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the Sidney Powell thing is certainly concerning, and like, certainly he was requesting about, uh, but... for her to get the highest levels of security clearance. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, which I think he can just technically do. I, you're, I don't. You're right. I don't think he has to. Uh, he can bypass all restrictions yeah. if he really wants to. Like, there's a political yeah. pressure not to, but I don't know what that means with Trump. So, yeah, and like, I feel like at this point whoever is like involved in the paperwork there is just going to like 
we're gonna have to slow this one down. Like we're gonna, gonna sorry, we, we we lost her form again. I don't know. Can somebody fill that out one more time? <laughs> yeah, when I said walk this across town, I actually meant just start walking. And <laughs> yeah, like yeah, just walk the opposite direction and you'll get, get there lost eventually. for a few hours. Uh, here's a pass to go to a museum that's closed. Go just you know hang out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say you got mugged by, you know the Dominion voting company, right? Um, Dominion voting systems. Uh, yeah. No, the Sydney Powell, the amusing part about the Sydney Powell thing is this is coming like what, two weeks after she was dismissed from the Trump legal team because she was too crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, okay. Cause uh, when all else fails, you gotta, there's only so many people that are out there going to, you know, stick their, their neck out and, Sydney Powell is clearly a true believer. She's definitely holding the line, no matter what. And yeah. <clears throat> um, the idea that this isn't, I mean, I don't know if this was technically, like Rudy was never appointed special counsel. He's never had an official role in government. So maybe even Rudy is smart enough oh, he's, to he's avoid. His personal, he's his personal attorney. Right. But he, it's, you know, being special counsel and getting clearance is, on, is a different level than being someone's personal attorney. Right. Yeah. Also, I mean, Trump doesn't really appoint, like the president doesn't appoint those things. Right. Well, the AG, I think like the AG is supposed to be able to approve a special counsel. So the question is who even does that? So I I know it's all kind of talk, but you're right. Maybe, maybe it's just easier, but the idea that he would bring her in, um, I've, I've seen, uh, um, again, this is one of those reporting from people inside the white house with no specific person calling it out kind of thing that Trump, I guess is, you know, and I don't know if this is something he always does or, or if he's just, or if he's aware of it, but people believe that he's gone from, I know this is not real, but we're going to push it to from, from what they see. He, he's now convinced himself like the lie has now come 360 and, and he actually honestly believes it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Maybe it is. I don't know. Like, I guess narcissists defense mechanisms are pretty strong. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, I, I hope it just doesn't matter whether or not he believes it's true. Right. Come January 20th. Yeah. Come 30 days from now. Hopefully it just does not matter at all what he believes. And and Twitter suspends his personal account and doesn't put this yeah, bullshit. Everything this person's <laughs> tweeting is fake. Everything this tw- thing this person is tweeting is fake to just nothing. Yeah. I, have to, I have to admit, I think that that's kind of a blow to him. Pretty big. You know, like I, I know that he can make rounds in other places, but not being on Twitter, I think is pretty significant. Does he have a parlor account? I'm sure he has all the accounts, but um, Twitter is is important. It's still, you know, the social. It's effectively the social media, you know, discourse for 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 everyone. Like everyone is on Twitter, you know. Yeah, it isn't played to an age group. It's the universal. So um, it would nice. It'd be nice to see him banned from that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I. I mean, I hope that Sidney Powell like really just disappears and. Like that, we never hear her name again. Right, the second he's out, because no one, like you, have no value. Right, and I hope that whatever world, like whatever legal world, there is, like you know, maybe we should, maybe we should like disbar her, or like whatever investigations have to happen into you know the the frivolous nature of the lawsuits that she put forth. Right, like there's a and there's like a what is that thing called like slap or anti-slap suits or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if this falls into that, but but something like know. that, right? Like clearly 
nothing. You are hurting the national, you know, discourse uh, in in a, in a way that's provable or you know um, beyond a reasonable doubt, kind of provable kind of thing, right? Yeah, that would be nice. Um, well, speaking of that, um, so that goes kind of like the third thing here. So, Lou Dobbs on Friday played a pre-recorded segment. Um, what is it called? Pre-recorded segment. Uh, uh, that had Edward Perez, an expert with a nonprofit open source election technology institute, so OSETI, mm-hmm. OSETI, I don't know how they would, they'd probably say something like that, um, a, a pre recorded uh, segment on Friday uh, debunking Lou Dobbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the story behind this is, is they've been going after um, uh, uh, Smartmatic and Dominion, and uh, Smartmatic company. Um, engaged in a concerted uh, 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 filed um, uh, a lawsuit that says Fox News has in, engaged in concerted disinformation campaign against Smart, Smartmatic. Smart, uh, Fox News told millions of viewers Smartmatic was founded by the late Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez <laughs> and that it's software designed to fix elections and Smartmatic conspired with others to defraud the American people to fix the 2020 election by inflating changing elections. So, so like um, I'm, I'm really happy this is happening because you know, you wonder, okay, their opinion shows they don't have the same value, but you know, what, what's the recourse to just stop this insanity? And this is a, as much as I guess we can hope for, right. The company being like, you are defaming us in a significant way. So, yeah. so sorry. No, I, I, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, yeah, it, it is. Fox is a big company, right? Fox news is a big company. They have lots of lawyers and it's nice to see that you know, at least somebody there has control. Like, you know, somebody there has the reins and they can make them like, yeah, you have to run this. And if not, you're fired. Right. Right. Like you, like this has to go on your show. Like legally, we have to protect ourselves. Like we have to acknowledge that we know that this is not true. Right. Uh, give equal time to or something. Um, and this isn't the company suing them of the thing. Apparently they did this interview the interview was a pre-recorded segment. They did not know it was in response to anything. They were just asked general um, questions, and then it was played on on his uh, Janine Pirro, uh, Maria Bartiromo, basically all of the people yeah, that's, pushing. That's the one that I saw was yeah. Maria Bar- Bartiromo. And apparently, the one to Janine, she just didn't show up that night. I feel like it's always iffy if she's just gonna dip into the sauce a little too much and just call it or something, or she doesn't want to be around when it happens. But but um, but yeah, so it. It, it is something. Um, it, this, but this wasn't actually the ask of them. This feels like a, a, a way for them to start to create a plausible um, deniability against the lawsuit. But this wasn't yeah. actually the 20-page the um, filing didn't specifically ask them to do this or publish this. Um, this just feels like it, it. But it's clearly a response to. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly. I didn't read the the suit or anything, so I don't know exactly what was asked of them. Probably stop talking to, shit about our company. That's it was not to true, publicly but, correct it, um, yeah. which I, I don't. Uh, this segment, while it calls out myths, including them, it doesn't. It doesn't feel as direct as probably what they want, you know. But like Fox News, they're probably trying to do something that's good enough while still not. Well, again, Fox News has lots of lawyers, yes. so I'm sure that they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. Right. Let's ride the line as best we can without saying, "Hey, everything we just said was absolutely false. Um, they didn't do this." Because, you know, then they go to um, Newsmax or, or the next one down the line, right? Yeah. Uh, this so, was News, also, sorry. So, sorry. so Newsmax, they, they said that they, only, they, they never asserted anything themselves. They only uh, provided a forum for which people to, uh, could assert <laughs> things. Um, They're just asking questions, Will. 
Yeah, exactly. That I when I, I forget what it's called, but you know the thing where where by asking the question, you are effectively um, uh, putting weight behind it without taking the the um, the backlash or or any penalty for 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 putting that implication out there. What you know, it's called something in media, right? Uh, Fox News coined uh, they coined it. It it's the um, way to to put a, a thought into people's heads but not having to, to, to back it up in a legal way. So was, is, is Obama a terrorist? If you put just a question mark at the end there, you get to say that and, yeah. and it's not defamation because you're just asking questions. It's that thing. And, and there's actually, um, there was a, a, a voter, remember the ballots under the desk video? I don't know if you saw that, that got circled around. Um, no. It got, it, it was, became a Facebook video, like all of this stuff. And, there were ballots that sat under that a security cam showed were under. And then after the end of day at a counting office, which I think was in Georgia, they um, they pulled it out and they started counting it. But there were less staff there. And Newsmax watched the video and said, what are they doing? Doesn't this feel weird? How can this be good? Look at all these people that just left. This doesn't feel right at all. Now, you know, but it was done in this. I'm just I'm just doing reporting. I'm just investigating. Yeah. Right. I'm just pointing something out. You should ask the questions right, right. it's you up should, to you, you should to come yeah, to your conclusions yeah exactly what do you mean um, that when i when i ask a bunch of questions uh, about voter fraud people think that there might be voter fraud that's not on me <laughs> anyways yeah so. i mean it, yeah I, I agree with you it's ridiculous everybody does that though like every you know i i hate to both sides of this but like we do it too right i mean how much do we talk about trump's uh, senility or you know cognitive decline or whatever where we're kind of just uh, assuming, you know, a state based on our question. Well, if you're talking about out there. me and you, I'll, I'm, I'm more okay saying I think this is the case and, and that's fine. I don't, I, I would like it if major media on all sides didn't, I, I don't think the left should be able to play that game either. I yeah, think nobody should, nobody should. Because it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, an, an end run around. Um, it's like, here's easy narrative I can give in that's consequence free. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to, I would want to very heavily regulate the word news so that it has a specific meaning, right? And that you can never have like opinion shows on like a news channel. You want to call yourself Fox News, you can't go. Right, they can have... go on another channel. They can go on yeah, Fox you... Opinion. Yeah, exactly, right? <clears throat> um, you know, I also don't like that newspapers have like editorial sections and like, you know, an edit like the Wall Street Journal and New York Times editorial boards, fucking terrible. Um, because I think anytime anybody's complaining for the most part about like the media's coverage of something, it's, it's an editorial, it's an yeah, editorial it yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not the actual news. I'm like, well, like, yeah, the, the reporters hate them too. Right. Cause like it, it tears away their credibility. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you know, you, yeah, you're right. Uh, the idea that you, you would make a, make force a much clearer delineation, like in the paper, it'd be a completely different paper or a clear, uh, like much, much, much more effort. Like, you know, when you like talk about like nutrition labels on the side of a box or smoking being dangerous, it's not, oh, it's in a, it's in a subsection labeled opinion. Like, no, you need to blast this where there's no, like you, it just has to be called a New York times opinion. Like it has to say it everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like, like New York times magazine. Right. right. Um, like this is not even published in the same place. This yes. is, an entirely different thing like, like a different just, url you have to go yeah, to you have to leave yeah, your exactly. times yep that's a good point yeah. um and like i agree with most of their shit <laughs> and i still don't think that they should exist 
in in the same or, section. Yeah, in the yeah. same in the same way that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, because liberal bias in the media, like you're, what you're really talking about, is the editorial section of the New York Times and Washington Post. And it does have a clear bias. Well, which they talk- think they can get away with, which they can. It's just you're you're maybe you're not helping as much as you think. Right? You're you're doing the thing that gets everyone else angry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you like these conversations we've had with Chris, where we're talking about, you know, he, he's railing against the liberal, liberal media bias, yeah. and then he links like editorials. It's like, well, it's not really that's not the news. Like you can you can trust the news because they are beholden to some sort of journalistic integrity and and some sort of standards, um, which is an amusing thing to say, uh, given that the New York Times just gave back their Peabody um, for Caliphate. I did not know that. Yeah, so they um, Caliphate was a podcast um, two years ago, I guess, and they had um, I didn't listen to it, but from what I understand, uh, one of the big sources. Um, <laughs> okay, I heard that a little bit. Keep yeah, going. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait for the Jack breaks. Anyway, one of the the sources that they very very heavily used was like the supposed member of ISIS who had committed all of these atrocities. Um, and that person, I guess, got arrested in Canada um, last year for some terrorist related thing or terrorist like adjacent thing. But it turns out that like none of the stuff he said was true. And like you just ver- like vastly exaggerated his stories um, to the point where like all of the awards that the New York Times won for this, they gave back. Wow. Um, which I mean is a good thing. Yeah, no, isn't back. that kind it's of a, a ba- sign it's, of yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad thing that they that it took two years and other people reporting on it to to Oh, this wasn't self it took a kick in the butt. Yeah. With some social pressure for this to happen. Yeah. Like that's not the best in the world. Yeah. So, you know, not really helping my argument here, but I figured it was worth talking about. I don't know, <laughs> man. We if we're playing the bar game, it is a higher bar than all of that reporting coming out and just not caring. So yeah. you get a little, you get something. Um, yeah, it's not like they ran something on page like A14, like one line that says like, sorry, this was not true. I just like linked a, a URL that had 4,000 characters for, for yeah. the full apology or something. I don't yeah, know, exactly. something ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is in, in, a, in, a, in a more naive time in my head that would be a much bigger line crossed. Now it's kind of a grumbly line cost. I don't crossed. I should say. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they gave their their awards back. Yeah. Um, they they voluntarily offered to give the Peabody back, and the Peabody uh, Club, I guess, uh, accepted to to rescind the award. Does like number two get it now? I don't get it. Does <laughs> I don't I don't think it's like medals. I don't think oh. that that's how that or works. Was it a second place? No, I guess not. Um, no, so you're the the um the canadian snowboarding team doesn't have to give back all their medals because of or the marijuana um, performance enhancing drugs right right although i think they actually got all those back i think the ioc eventually gave them all their medals back wait because um, marijuana was a was a uh, it was a bad uh, su- bad substance as a performance enhancing drug that's incredible. and so they tested positive <laughs> um a couple of the snowboarders and lost their gold medals. Um, but I think that they got them back. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm making this up. I feel like this is this is a thing that I know, but I don't no, know. How, I, I don't know how I know it. This so, sounds reasonable. The the yeah. I mean, the Olympics is like a notoriously very uh, um, like uh, kind of Shady weirdly stripped. Yeah. yeah, like this feels like that, right? Um, like regulations in all the wrong ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There, there. I feel like there's lots of like sports leagues still ban marijuana, right? So. Lots Which would be interesting when we, it, it, if the United States really does a, a a federal legalization, I wonder how like sports should. I mean, they don't have to, but it it would feel more and more weird that they they track that. Yeah. Um, well, if it is federally legal, can they ban it? Why not? I don't know. Can they ban them from drinking? Uh, on the job. Well, sure. I'm not drugs in the that. system. Like you can't you can't work drunk. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't think that they can stop them. Like, I don't think they can stop them from drinking outside of work. But can you ban someone for being drunk at work? Yeah. How do you think, How do you know they're drunk? I mean, you test them. Yeah. So, like, I don't. But so I, a I don't drug know. test. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but I but I guess my point is like. Oh, because uh, you can't directly link it to it happening or them being yeah. impacted by it. Yeah. I. I. I it, or that they are at the moment, right? So. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess my question is broader in the sense of, are you allowed to like legally? And obviously we're not fucking lawyers because of how, you know, uh, this is like how not even surface level deep this conversation is. No, you're right. We're we're just, (laughs) Um, we're throwing a lot of ideas out there. Yeah. Let's just go. But like, can you legally forbid somebody from doing an action that is like, you know, as a term of employment that is legal outside of, of your you know your job uh, i feel like the answer is yes only because things like social contracts exist yeah that's true like that's they kind point. of you know yeah that feels bad right like i feel like it, you could easily roll it into a, a social contract yeah that's fair you know yeah and i'm sure lots of people ban like social media like you're not allowed to you know have a twitter account or something yeah and you know um what was it getting uh you know uh christ why can't i remember his name Kneeling, uh, uh, Kaepernick, like, oh yeah, yeah. Colin the, the the ultimate social contract uh, violation. Uh, apparently, kneeling, right? It, it feels like, yeah. well, if you can do that, and to be very and, to be very clear, he was not cut because of that. He was not blacklisted because of that. Like, the the NFL has got to great length to make it explicitly clear that uh he was cut because he was not a good enough quarterback uh-huh thank uh, you even though he would have started for like 26 of the teams right right you can go collect that yeah, NFL there was there, there was no collusion later well yeah. after we get off the phone I forget yeah, there, there, <laughs> no collusion between owners yeah to, to blacklist him no um, I, i'm sure you'll still have people arguing that today and they'll go down this stats rat hole that I, i'm like i just hear people who know football and they're like no he you know because he wasn't the best, he, this was justified. Like, did he have to be, uh, you know, Brady before you were gonna, you know, say, say, you know, <laughs> before like that was the case, you know? The, um, yeah, I mean, they settled for an undisclosed amount of money without having to admit fault. So, who knows? Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody except everyone. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Knows. Well, so no, so I mean that. Uh, I know I'm kind of like really stringing this along, but that. I feel like that not admitting fault thing isn't is important. Um, so I've been listening to the the Obama book. Have you read it or listened to it? 
I have not. I've been meaning to, and I have no good excuse why I haven't. I I, I didn't mean to to to, to imply anything. It, it's he he does the reading. The audiobook is fantastic, even at you know sped up, high pitch Obama, um, which you absolutely need. I feel like the one X speed is, and I I'm sure this is probably known because I haven't done a whole lot of Audible stuff. The one X speed is very clearly a slowed down version of even Obama because they know people are going to speed it up and it has to be understandable once sped up. So the one oh, X speed, very, if, and I, I guarantee you, if this is probably a Google search where I just didn't bother to do it. If we, if I was doing Obama, I'd say, you know, the cat walks down the street. Like it's like, so, so Obama has a pretty slow, it's slower cadence, than that. Cadence anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it feels like it, it, it's like they know you're going to speed it up and you have to still be legible at higher speed. So you have to start very clear and punctuated. Like he does pauses and then he'll, but when he's stringing his sentence together, when he's not doing the like pause to make sure it's the perfect word choice and he's actually just rolling with a few words, he's much faster in normal talking than he is when he's reading this book on just normal sentences. Gotcha. Anyways, uh, it's a fantastic book. There was a point to it, which was, I'm not all the way through it. I'm like three quarters of the way, but um, I'm going to spoil one thing for you because it's all history. So whatever. But he, do you remember the, um, the Cambridge professor who, who uh, got arrested outside of his house? Yes. So he brings that up and he, he says, you know, I thought I was saying, you know, the, the least controversial thing that there is, you know, some systemic issues in society and that's unfortunate. And he's like, I, I thought I was just saying the thing we all knew. And he said, uh, I received the biggest uh, drop in polling of my entire eight years from that one, what I thought was a throwaway comment. He's like, nothing else in my presidency did ever affected uh, my my uh, 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 popularity than 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 a, a one sentence remark after a long like debate on healthcare. Yeah, I mean, I, like I thought that was the, the, the Republican Party went pretty far out of their way to explicitly state that there is no like we, that we are not a racist country, right? That that, that racism is, is done. That, that that there is no systemic problem. Right. Equal uh, the e- Equal Rights Act. Uh, eliminated that years ago racism is on the books why is everyone complaining right yeah um like that was a pretty large part of their like party platform at this point is that like we are not a racist country um it's fair so so it makes sense as to why yes i i i am as well like you know perplexed by people not admitting this um but given where we are you know in 2020 at least at least it's come to light Right. Like I think in what, 2009, 2010, when that happened, yeah, um, people were, you know, and probably people like us were, you know, thinking that we were closer to a post-racial society than we were. Yes. Right. Like we had delusions that like, no, of course this isn't like completely solved, but like, we're pretty close. Like things have gotten so much better and like, we're, you know, it's, it, and the last couple of years, have shown that we are really far away. Yes. And that, that feels like one of those, um, whatever sayings, canary in the coal mine moments, because that yeah. was a 2010. And that's how I read it. Like Obama was like, holy crap, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, yes, 
racism. Yes, I've he's experienced it, but but the idea that what he thought was a very like <laughs> very basic bland statement caused that, you know, um uh was like he, it's like he just um like picked it a, a a scab and did not realize the wound underneath that to the de- degree to how big that is, which would then obviously become very much exposed, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's just like evidence that two halves of the country are living entirely different realities, right? Where, you know, there, it's something that is just, how could it be controversial? Like it's plain as day, how, like everybody knows it, how could it possibly be controversial, right? And, you know, to the other 50% of the population, 40, 45% of the population, whatever it is, um, you know, that that is something that is completely foreign to them, like as a concept, right? And it like has lots of implications about themselves. What does that mean if, you know, you're saying that there is systemic uh, racism, systemic issues, and I am a part of propagating that system, that means that I'm racist, right? Like, it's pretty easy to get to, you know, to that uh, conclusion and why people would, like, fight against that because nobody wants to feel that way. And, like, realistically, like, yeah, we're racist. We should really work on that. Right. Um, you, you, you want to be able to uh, tag on to the end of that, Um Maybe some of that is 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 you're you're kind of really taking it to the extreme, but but there's a a societal uh, um, uh, influence that is unavoidable to the point that even you know if I were to take you know what are those tests that are, are reaction time based tests? I am sure uh, I w- you would find bias uh, across uh, race or across gender. Uh, uh, you would you would find a lot of bias that I don't want to be there, but is there. And and you're right sometimes. The idea that they would take it as a their failing while some of it might be theirs. I I, I wish there was a way to, to deliver that message with the, the back end of that, which is, by the way, um, it, it, you know, we're all racist um, uh, because the system, like because the system is racist, we're all racist. So you're not you're not on an island. Um, you only become on the island when you when you deny the system, but not that, you know, it, it, it's like it's i don't know how to frame that discussion in a better way but it, you're right it would help right it would lower yeah. the guard yeah it's not necessarily your fault but right we can work to fix it right um and it's like your responsibility to fix it yes um but yeah it's it's not that people feel it's that people feel attacked so they get defensive and they say like no this isn't it right like oh there's you know systemic racism in the criminal the criminal justice system so um you know well, I know cops and I know lawyers and I, you know, prosecutors or whatever it is, and they're not racist. So like, that's just not true. You know, it, it, there, there's this reflection of them that they don't want to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and because everything is personal responsibility and nothing can be systemic. I, it, it feels like that, that kind definitely of, adds to it. Yeah. It like it hyper, like to me and you, when you say a society has this issue and we are all propagating it, I can kind of split it in a way where I can see where I have responsibility, but also not just bear the, bear the brunt of it because, you know, I can accept that, that, that if I, if I, you know, a part of me is racist, um, it is not, uh, uh, something I, I, I need to like shame myself for it, There's some part that I can like say, okay, like there's been a pressure to do this. I can work to, um, fix it and I can work to try and constantly make sure that it's not, influencing my decisions but i shouldn't be then also shaming myself for the fact that like the these the, the this this influence has impacted me you know um 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there's maybe too big of a question here, right? But um, at what point, at what point of like, I'm, I'm going to difference between thoughts and actions, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, yeah. But but when you're you're getting to this point of like, I shouldn't, you know, feel shame on the, about these things, right? Um, and I guess my question would be, how how long can you um, essentially uh, gain advantage from a system that affords you privilege um, before you are just part of propagating that system? Like, how long can you benefit from that without trying to, like, really actively trying to break that system until, you know, before you are just a proponent in propagating that system? Right. You're, you're trying to draw the line between, uh, 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 you know, not going against it, but not helping it. And, and there's, a, there's an acceptable line that needs to be somewhere in there. Right. Well, there's, there's, I mean, there's some a thing that I struggle with, right? Like I have, I am to some extent and like we are largely the product of privilege and yes. there's this like kind of um, self-preservation instinct of, I don't want to change the system too much because I like my life, but clearly I should be working to change the system as much as possible because I know how unfair that system is. So like it's wrong, like this all ties back to like your feeling of shame, right? And like, yeah. should I, sh I probably should feel some shame and like do feel some shame for not working harder to break a system that I am benefiting from for no reason other than the status I was born into. I, I, it, That's probably a much bigger conversation than this podcast. Right. Has. We can and have we, a, and, and we are like the worst people to be having it because we are like the, you know, privileged white people. Um, I, but, but you're, I, I don't think we're the worst people to have it. It's, it's a perspective that if you want to talk about uh, interpretations about how white people feel about racism, I think we're quite appropriate to talk about that. But um, uh, you know, you, you're right. It, uh, um, I think, the, the shame is is um, almost universally a a, 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 a a bad way to approach it uh, yeah, internally I, internally like how you judge yourself not like a public thing like internally I don't I don't think uh, a systemic influence you should ever feel uh, uh, and take ownership of systemic influence um, uh, and it's hard to draw the line between how much of it's systemic and how much is like you so I don't it's, I know that, that that's kind of like a BS statement to a degree but it but it also like the fact that I'm just saying that the fact that, you know, I might have a, a sexist or a racist uh, uh, inclination on something that I then see and then I work to go against, I shouldn't then uh, uh, really beat myself up for the fact that it's there. Uh, uh, I shouldn't be uh, uh, so self-critical to where I am now uh, uh, affecting, you know, my, the value of myself, right? Yeah, well, obviously that's not sustainable. Right. right. Like that's not, that's not a productive thing to do. Um, but acknowledging that it exists and working to uh, overcome those internal biases that you have is like the important part. Right. Without the, sh the, the shame part is the part that I think can, can, can get toxic internally. Um, yeah. I, I kind of went on a, on a tangent there, but I thought yeah. it was somewhat relevant to. It is. It is. So to the, to the shame part. It is. Um, but, but you to your point, it, it, if, if you think everything is personal responsibility, then what follows from admitting this, you, you, it, they, they probably feel compelled, you know, like I want to kind of give a lot of people this kind of like off the hook, kind of like, like they're so focused on that. Like you're, you're going to, they can't admit it because they're going to beat themselves up more than they should. 
Yeah, probably. You know what it, I mean? It, well, it, 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 it attacks their sense of self. Yes. Right. Like it, they have this understanding of themselves. That is, I am nice to all the people that I meet. I am nice in all of my interpersonal interactions. I can't possibly be sexist or racist or whatever. Cause like to admit that I might be is like fracturing that sense of self that I have built up, like the sense of goodness that I am. Right. That you, you want to live the binary, right? Like good, bad, not, Hey, there are these influences that probably have an effect on me that probably cause things that aren't great that I can work to, to fix, yeah. but it's not a zero or one. It's uh, well, just be aware of these things. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I totally understand the impulse. Um, like I have a very strong defensive response of like, no, that's not me. That's not true. When it comes to um, like uh, sexism, where I really have to like take a step back and be like, oh, no, like maybe not. Let's, let's not reject this idea whole cloth because I don't feel sexist. <laughs> I, like, I checked with myself and the results came back. So um, yeah, exactly. Validation right. like, complete. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, let's maybe let's, let's take a step back and analyze this a little bit more because I probably am. Um, and in fact I am right. But uh, I, I, for whatever reason, like with sexism, I have a very strong defensive impulse to just write that off as like, no, this is not, that was not the motivation for this. This is not sexist. This is not. And like, no, yeah, it is. It's not really my fault or, you know, maybe I don't exactly have these characteristics that, you know, somebody is mentioning, but like those characteristics are sexist. Those actions are sexist. Right. Right. So I, I totally understand why people uh, have such a strong um, defense mechanism. And I'm, I'm sure that I have that, that, that even stronger for something else that I'm just not even aware of because like, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, Oh, you're self, attacking self, that now? <laughs> well, well, I'm self-critical enough to, to, to take a step back. Like, nope, that one, like, my ego will not let me get no, there. No, no. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'm sure it exists. But, like, it's it, it's coming eventually, and and, yeah. and it'll be unexpected, some maybe when it hits, to be like, whoa, I reacted awfully strongly to that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that, that that's kind of how you identify it, right? It's like when you have this, like, really strong reaction to something that is pretty innocuous, and you're like, oh. You're like, where'd that, where'd that come from? <laughs> I got awfully heated. What was, yeah. Yeah. maybe I should look into that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it, that's actually a really, really, really fair point. Um, um, and, and I feel like people who, who deny systemic racism um, probably know this in different contexts. Um, they just haven't, like, they haven't translated to this context. You know, like if you were to talk about what is largely viewed as a political uh, uh, work, uh, uh, something about the job at work, and um, you could point to something where they got defensive on like a way of doing something and then and then, then them came around and then say, hey, you know that feeling that you had? You know, have you ever felt that when I, you know, when I've said that, you know, black people might have gotten the shaft in this country? Like, do you feel it right now? Is it the same feeling you felt before? Do you remember, do you remember how you went back and you looked at it? Can we do the thing? Yeah. Can we just do a little bit that of you did at work? Here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we're not allowed to do that here? Okay. Okay. Um, sorry. All right. Well, um, I don't know where I don't, we I don't, I don't, Yeah, I don't know how we got there. Well, because I no, think we were talking about. Oh yeah, okay. I took it off the side. It's a, it, by the way, fantastic uh, so far. Um, I could. Uh, I, I have uh, small criticisms that I'm not going to spend here. Overall, I think it's a very, uh, very good book. Uh, I, I love. I mean, these guys got a fantastic voice. He, he's a great. He's great at uh, reading the book as a as a as a as a speaker for it. Um, and overall, it's it's very uh, entertaining and and 
and informative and it's it's a it's it's what i would expect from an obama book right very well done um with with uh, uh, a feeling that he, he tries in, in in a lot of ways to be as self-critical as possible um um so i, I give the guy a lot of credit i think it's a good book yeah i mean that guy that guy has maxed out his charisma slider <laughs> like yeah so can't can't roll any higher on that one it, it does kind of feel like it's a, another reality, like it's almost fiction, because hearing this guy talk, it's, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> well, so, so what I want to know is like, is that what Republicans think Trump sounds like? Not necessarily like in the same cadence or Prosley or anything like that, but like in the that charismatic. And like Trump is a charismatic guy. But like you put the, you, you like listen to the two speak side by side and mm-hmm. like, it's just so black and white for, I mean, the, for, for like you and I, right. So it's, it's like, it's the, the difference is so clear. Mm-hmm. And I assume that Republicans feel the same way, just in the opposite like direction. Well, I feel like it's saying that guy's funny and it's like, who, um, you know, you know, Adam Sandler and happy Gilmore or like Jeff Bridges in the big Lebowski. It's like, yeah, you know, they're both hilarious. It's like, well, you know, for completely different reasons. One just might be more to your taste. Yes. And and since taste is linked to status and you know what I mean? Like I feel like you could always well, play so, that so, game, yeah, so, right? So so I guess to to my point it, or you know, to, to the question that I was asking, it's not objective. Right. Right. Whereas I look at him like that is objective like he is objectively charismatic. And and right? you saying like, that I think is the exact thing that they have a right to say, you know, it's one of those what uh, uh um you know we're, we we everything is subjective but we do have to apply layers of objectivity but we're not allowed to ever really put a hard line there and the closer you get the more they want to reject it and say everything's subjective i'm all right to my own opinion it's like yeah but like we have to have an idea i mean i like, admit that i admit that trump is charismatic right right <laughs> but got, you also I, I i gave you one but it's a it's a poisoned compliment, right? Because you oh, know it's yeah. right behind that. <laughs> well, he's charismatic and he's also insane and a moron, but like, you know, very charismatic. Right. But he can't do it. It's weird. When when I when I heard Pete Davidson talk about him on NSL and talk about how he couldn't deliver lines, he couldn't be funny in a skit. I I I have tried to figure out what defines that charisma. Because people say Trump's not funny. I think he, he does is. have a sense of yeah, I think he does have a sense of but humor. It, I, I swear to God, Will, I I think it's pretty like good it's, sense of humor, actually. It he can he can hit timing, he can deliver uh 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 something, but it's uh um it's like his it, but it's like a one trick. His comedy is a very one trick comedy, and and I swear to God, half the time it just feels like he ranted with a slightly lighter tone. Yeah, but I don't think that he can ever deliver comedy that's written for him. I don't think he has like comedic timing in that sense. Like I think he has pretty decent comedic timing, like when it's his own ramblings. Right. You know, and that might just be discomfort in, you know, like that his speechwriters have never gotten his voice, which I don't blame like that is the world's hardest job. Yeah. Like how do you write to make something sound like Donald Trump without it turning into a parody of Donald Trump? <laughs> like Yeah. Um, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. And like maybe you just do make it as straight as possible because you know he's gonna go off. He's gonna ad lib the whole thing anyway. Yeah, he's gonna go off on an insane tangent. So if you start with the insane tangent as like the written copy, God knows where you end up. Yeah. 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 So 
Um, uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, anyways, um, I'm going to bring up one last thing and then, and then, um, and then I'll be done, which is the, uh, I don't know how much this might be kind of a light topic, but it is kind of all related. Uh, the archdiocese in Washington, DC brought up a lawsuit. I'll call it a lawsuit. Maybe it was something else filed something, a lawsuit, maybe. Um, to ease restrictions on gatherings. A quote from them, which is fucking fantastic, is it's sad for us and heartbreaking almost. When people are crying because they want to go to church, how do you console them? I understand the mayor is trying to keep us safe and that's commendable, but people want and need to go to church, especially in times like this when prayer is vital. So they've pushed to ease the restrictions, which was 50 a person. They have been uh, uh, lifted to 250. And... um, which now, because it's not just um, churches or else it starts to become a, uh, 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 you know, whatever that word is, uh, uh, you know, you can't trust target churches. It's like becoming this, like restaurants can only have 250 people thing. And that's the Catholics. It's not, it's not the evangelicals this time. I was expecting well, it to be I, them. I mean, it's, I don't, <laughs> are, are the Catholics better? Um, I, I just meant the, you know, uh, um, the televangelists, all them, the, the that evangelical like, crazy. Like the, oh, like the the mega church. Yeah, um, it's not yeah. the the clearly um, Jerry Falwell type. It's the type that has, um, to a degree, more respect for for governments and institutions. Yeah, it's not you know Joel Olstein who right needs to jam pack his enormous church in order to grift. Or like a one-off um, pastor, the archdiocese, which I, it sounds like a really important term, probably like the head Catholic of DC. That's what it sounded like. I mean, you're Catholic, aren't you? Yeah, dude. What do you What do you think? Like that you were, think no, twenty years terms. ago, getting confirmation. I'm just I'm in on it. I get yes, the emails. The, the, the archdiocese is important. All right, I'll join um, the uh, I'll join the archdiocese Discord server later and hear what they have to say about yeah. it. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, they should just like if people want to go to church that badly. Um, just reach out to Zoom. I'm sure that Zoom would provide free licensing for like the premium version of Zoom, so you don't get cut off after 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that you can have virtual church. And and these these would, I mean, let's be honest, arguably the most vulnerable people in DC. It's not like a, uh, a bunch of 20 year olds are going to this. You know? Yeah. It, it, it is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, any gathering that's more than three people. I think should be banned. So I might be on the like pretty far extreme on the other side of it. Um, right. 50 was a lot. Yeah. 50 was like 50 seemed insane. Like, whoa, no, they whoa, looked whoa. at that. There's city cities are allowing 50 people to get together. Like what, what do you want? Do you want, do you want 49 of them to get COVID? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one person had COVID. Yeah. And when they got to 250, they said, this is slightly better, but really we need more. And it's hard to not just feel like this is a money grab. Like they're hurting. I cannot imagine, um, there's an honest uh, uh, part of this statement. Um, it, it's, uh, I mean, maybe I'm being too cynical. Yeah, I don't know that it's a money grab. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know that much about the inner or hubris of a Catholic church. <laughs> like, you yeah, think I that think, plays think, it. Yeah, they need me. <laughs> yeah, right. And and honestly, I'm sure that the, like the religious population, I'm sure does absolutely want and feel like they need to be in church, right? Like. I, I, I don't understand that impulse, um, but clearly it exists for people. It, it feels like something, it feels like the Pope who I think has been on the side of like 
we should limit gatherings and we should like put like he should the archdiocese of washington dc should get a phone call from pope <laughs> pope pope's pope invited <laughs> you to a zoom chat yeah exactly <laughs> um, two participants yeah pope and god pope pope god god's in on uh speaker only um yeah no no uh video no, no, yeah no camera no camera uh speaking of camera all right i'll bring this up because this was really interesting i don't know if you saw the note um there is a I, yeah i did but i didn't understand it because i didn't hear anything about this so apparently uh china uh um doesn't like zooms where people talk about tiananmen square really and on the uh anniversary of tiananmen square um zoom paid zoom users who were going to hold zoom uh, uh remembrances um uh public zoom remembrances uh, in america americans um accounts were proactively ahead of time deleted uh uh and their information uh american information social security email uh passwords were all were sent to chinese authorities author, uh, authorities no shit yeah really uh yeah. it's not i'm gonna it, have to read up on this this wasn't a directive or there's no clear thing that this was a directive from the top this clear this looks like a person that got up high in zoom did zoom is they restored their accounts Okay, is Zoom standing by this? No, like no, 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 no. Okay. Nothing I can see says that. Um, but this person was uh, feeding information both of users in China and users outside of China. Um, uh, and and like, I, I guess, you know, because speaks to text is everywhere, um, it wouldn't be hard for them to figure out in real time. And they would look for um, specific things like Tiananmen Square and, and um, China was, uh, uh, they were at, you know, at China's directive, uh, killing zooms or or deleting accounts ahead of known planned events. Yeah, there's this the cynical side of me, right? Is that like companies are clearly companies are clearly calculating how valuable is the Chinese market, right? And how valuable our, are our like ethics, <laughs> um, and how valuable is our morality? And more and more and more, the uh, economic power of the Chinese market is too enticing to pass up right you look at uh what blizzard did with uh, like hong kong protests right um and this is like you know or like companies making like really terrible versions of movies specific to release in china so that they can like adhere to their um censorship laws mm -hmm. um and it's like at some point i just really want like the u.s government to be like yeah you're not allowed to do business in china anymore like <laughs> Like that's that's it. Like we're nobody's allowed to do business in China. Like embargo them. Like to and it's never going to happen, right? We're and if it did, it would start a war. But um, it hurts me to see how uh, you know I say little, but like it's a shit ton of money. Um, you know, but how for sale our ethics are? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Glad we glad we agree on that. Um. And like, I just wish we could just say like, nope. Sorry, not for sale. And if like you thought it was for sale, you're not allowed to sell it. Like we're telling you that. Right, right. Or or if anything, uh, uh, e e e even if you don't want to um, use like the stick, like the carrot of incentives for companies that do not uh, um, loosen or 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 allow China to dictate these things, um, yeah. incentivize out outside of that. Right. Promote um, promote ethics right yeah and i mean and the idea is that like the market really should be the one who you know 
dictates that, right? People should be so like, well, if people really cared about that, then they would stop buying their products. And like, we've clearly that's never happened. Yeah, no, no. Um, whatever the cheapest or, you know, most entertaining thing is or most fun, like they're just going to use that. You know, nobody's, nobody's boycotting Disney because of, you know, something they did in China. Or, or uh, stopping to buy iPhones or anything, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, it's like, like we, we, we've all, we like the $500 2000-inch TV that we can buy now. Like, Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's so removed at this point from like understanding what's really going on behind. Like, it's so easy just to not think about that. And like, whatever, it's, it is what it is. Um, we're all, we're all guilty of it. But, it, and then it, it also, and you, you mentioned this a while back, but, but the, you know, policies that, that could have a lot of really positive influence because they are so far removed and so complicated can be so easily manipulated. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I'll be honest, even my understanding of like the TPT, TPP is pretty limited, but I do know that that gave the ability for America to enforce better labor standards um, as part of it. And I can't speak to like on the whole if it was really good or not, but there were parts that seemed to be pretty positive in like, hey, this globalization is going to happen. Maybe we can help it. We can give more power to workers. At the very least, it put us in the driver's seat. Right. Right. And so like, too. yeah, say, say, say like, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely problems in it, but it kept us in the ta- at the table. It kept us leading the discussion as opposed to just being completely absent. And, you know, in, in all of the places that the United States is absent from leadership in the world now, China is stepping up to, to be that. And we know, we know, you know, it's like, it's the, it's, it's the Biden, it's the Biden Trump analogy. Uh, America is Biden and, and China is Trump from like an, uh, an impact on the rest of the world and their, through their policies. Right. Uh, I, I think, you know, say all the bad stuff we're doing, although, you know, it's not like China started a whole bunch of wars and destabilization, but I'll be honest, uh, um, uh, you know, if America had that, that Chinese authoritative regime, I can't imagine that being far, far worse in that situation. Like it's, it's hard to imagine China with the power of America and doing a better job. Yeah. Yes. We do lots of shady shit. We did lots and lots of shady shit. We're also like the United States is also like one of the greatest forces of stabilization. Like, or, or Even with all of the, the profiteering yeah. and corruption and and death and chaos, it, it I have to imagine there's um, it's hard to imagine a country given all that power. Uh, maybe this is too grandiose, but I don't know. Uh, uh, there are the, the the other big countries that clearly want the power. Giving this all this power to Russia, giving all this power to China, I feel like U.S. is the clear best one of those three to have it. I don't know how much that's saying, but I'm sure of that. Um, yeah, I mean there. I think that there are lots of positive arguments for American hegemony over, you know, Russia or China. Right. Um, and like as shitty as our country is right now, we're st- like, I'd still rather live here than Russia or China. We're not, we're not denying <laughs> and censoring and, you know, uh, uh, killing uh, journalists in our country that speak out. We're not like, there is yeah. just a lay, there is a level. We're, we're uh, not, ass- we're not assassinating political opposition. Right. Like, we're assassinating Iranian scientists, but that's, you know, it's a few steps away at least. Yes. Not, uh, that, we should, not that we should be doing that. And right. Right. Probably, probably we didn't do that, but you know, just gave the okay to Israel to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. We didn't do it. Uh, 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 you know, I just told you to take the guy for a walk. I don't know what happened after that. 
Um, and by the way, here's all this money. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, Here, well, here's here's some technology for your remote control machine gun. I don't know what you want to do with it, but yeah, I'm just gonna walk over here. You do whatever you want with this button. Uh, yeah. So, so anyways, um, uh, so the whole zoom thing is interesting. Um, but there's a lawsuit against them and, um, uh, you know, they, they, they cl clearly this one person, which if it turns out it was just this one person, um, uh, uh, you know, hopefully that, that is, it's good to see the government going after that. That's all. That, yeah. That's, I mean, you know, there was a clear line crossed there. Right. I mean, you could read the article to see it, but like, it was very clearly like, you can't, you know, going after Americans, and passing information to Chinese authorities on Americans is like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that people are going after it. Also, I think that it's a good, you know, while the thing, while, while the act itself sucks, at least it is forcing Zoom to publicly take a stand on this topic. Yeah. Right. So like now we know where we know where they are, at least publicly, right? Who knows if they walk that back, but you know, they are, they're openly saying this was wrong. Like we are not into censorship and of any kind. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Yeah. They, they, they kind of issued a, uh, we were against this, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they reinstated accounts about, so like they're doing the, the walk back from what was maybe just literally, uh, honestly, a rogue actor. It's hard to tell. Like it, it, this doesn't feel like a thing zoom would have signed off on the top. Uh, it doesn't feel, it's just so over the top. It just feels like there's no way that this had like board approval. <laughs> yeah. You know, like no way this passed that, you know, <laughs> this does kind of feel a little too crazy for it to be anything else than just a, someone who, you know, um, uh, who's very um, pro China government, um, who just got a lot of authority and you know how tech can work, right? You can actually do a lot uh, under the covers in, in the right, in, with the right amount of power. So, um, yes. um, yeah, yeah. You can. You can. It just feels feasible. Too, you can do. You can do way too much. Right. It it feels plausible yeah. that this is not a larger thing. That's all. Yeah. Does um does Zoom sell into China? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was also talking about. Uh, I believe in China, they actively provide this as a service, and I think okay. the the lawsuit was more that it extended outside of China. Although I I didn't read this specifically. I think that was where like. America officially stepped in because how could you sue Zoom for policies against Chinese citizens, not Chinese, Chinese, uh, Chinese uh, people living in China uh, uh, and passing data about people living in China to China. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know, feel I like know, the government I know can this do is anything. A, I know this is a slippery slip, but I sure wish they could. Yeah, no, but I just feel like I don't, uh, uh, I don't That's think we would have, slippery slip, I'll be honest. I don't think we would have heard about it, <laughs> you know? Like, I think, like, an American's account getting deleted and being like, oh, hell no, was, like, the reason we even, you know? Yeah, knew about this at all. Yeah. I mean, the Great, the great Firewall of China is, uh, is a real thing. Like, yeah, someone, someone didn't know about that. It was like, wait, they, they were like, I thought they were joking when they said they have a Great Firewall. I'm like, no, they, like, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's there. Huh. Yeah, they're like, that's real? I'm like, it's absolutely real. Do you realize that they're an authoritative, like, do you, d does everyone think that, like, China is just, like, this kind of sprawling democracy like us do they think that like they're socialist or something uh like do you do you not realize this is just straight up authoritarian like you know yeah. <laughs> china is also the best argument for why like ai needs to be very heavily regulated um in in what uh in what regard like with all their image like so they have image recognition systems to be able to 
discern and track um, the uh, uh, Weigar population um, in crowds. So like you can, it, it can tell who is, um, I guess, of Han dynasty or, or, or of um, uh, um, Han lineage and Weiger lineage, right? As part of like population. And then, it, and then it can track the movements of those specific people that it recognizes as part of the Weiger community who are Chinese citizens. Like these are yeah, no, Chinese they're... people, right? And they're just going to be tracked um, to make sure that they don't do anything improper. And if they do, then they can be moved to a um, re-education camp. So basically China is the um, post-apocalyptic uh, um, like surveillance society that we, that like the left is always like, we got to be careful of this. And everyone's like, that's crazy. We can just yeah. be like, look at China. Like they're, they, they're just, they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, plus all of their, like the, the social points and whatnot, where like, if you are a bad citizen, like you can't go on trains anymore or like they put your face on billboards. Um, and like, that's less to do about the AI stuff, but like, um, yeah, they're, they're like really, really advanced, uh, image recognition and tracking, um, you know, software. The social points and what's funny is that's a that's a goddamn Black Mirror episode, and everyone's like the horror. It's like yeah, this isn't this is literally a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, but they they are the reason. Like like point to them why like artificial intelligence and like machine learning should be heavily regulated. Like what you are allowed to do with it. Right. Like what would happen if we yeah. just let this run amok? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're the yep. Donald Trump of uh, of countries. Like. Hey, do we want to see if this technology would would be bad in the wrong hands? What's China, China doing with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> look here. Here's a checklist. We now have a checklist of all of the bad things that will necessarily uh, happen as a result. Yeah. Thank you, China, for for making a clear argument. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that was not as fun a note to end on. Um, I'd, I'd try to think if there's anything fun and positive. So it's Christmas in a few days. And yeah, what, 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 did you, what did you ask uh, Santa for? What I asked Santa for. Um, and, and is the USPS going to get it to you on time? Because <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> oh, well, I already have all my kids' gifts here. They've all been shipped. They're all under the tree. Um, uh, so I will, I will uh, just be asking that, that uh, you know, I didn't screw something up or, or you know, uh, it, it's super bland. I, I hope they have a good time. And, it, it, I, you know, the fact that Christmas is on a Friday means i could pick them up i'll have them for the weekend um, oh nice and so it works out and um i might pick them up a little early um i said that someone to someone recently they're like you know i and this is private information but whatever i don't care so you i was can, gen you got you got to edit this one no, out though. i'm not gonna edit it because whatever so so i was i was like so do you you know i usually pick Jen, them up Jen's on friday definitely jen's definitely gonna use this in court oh yeah yeah public uh defamation oh. go, go go nuts um uh so i it, it was I usually pick them up Friday at fives. Uh, this is actually the weekend I'm supposed to have. Like it all, everything very, very conveniently lined up, um, which I guess it will for the next year or two ish. Um, and uh, and I usually pick them up at five. And I said, oh, maybe I'll come early and get them at three. That way they have time to open the presents and hang out. And you know, she's like, you can, you know, I think sometime between twelve and two would be better. And I'd mention that to someone. They're like, doesn't doesn't she want to see her kids on Christmas? And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of a rough take. But uh, I don't actually have a defense for you right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm trying to like think of a way to de- to like to, to like pad because the way they said that, I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. But like, I don't know. It was just I'm like, why are you making me defend my ex right now? But I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, no, she won't. You know, 
I don't know how to interpret that any other way than exactly how they interpreted it. I'm like, oh, you just kind of poked right through that, didn't you? Um, <laughs> are you uh, are you gonna have to wait out by the street? I have been. I've been. I feel like I could, if I felt like it, I could request to walk up to the door. I don't, you know, uh, things have been fine. So no more outbursts. Been more cordial until until like I I, I ask for a last minute change because work came up and then you know who knows so but but Gwen will be getting the Corolla now that I have my very very oh, nice. pretty Civic well th- this is my new car so this yeah. is my new car uh it was a hand me down from my nephew uh because uh, now they have too many cars so I have this it's a so, hand me down from your nephew yeah well it was my uncle's then given to my nephew who <laughs> just got out of college and now I'm getting it um this is like th- that is that is the divorce special yeah right there <laughs> got. it's a beautiful 2010 civic it's got like 110,000 on it and uh it's does that beautiful power windows i it does it doesn't it's, okay. it's, it's no it's still no bluetooth maybe <laughs> maybe the next hand me hand me down i get in 6 years we'll have bluetooth one day william one day well you're just moving back into the city right i don't know yeah i'm i'm between four different strategies right now but but i figure i'll give my otoyota to gwen four different strategies so the strategies are um, uh, plan to move into my old house, uh, move into my parents temporarily, find another long-term rental out here, or move to Brooklyn. I feel like I feel like you're gonna leisure village it up again. That's it. It's an easy. I don't know, and I don't know how to make a decision yet. But I don't want that to be it. I hate. I don't like. That still doesn't like. I won't feel comfortable because it. It's still not a decision. It's a. It's a non-decision decision. So. I don't also, know, man. This, it's also the saddest thing in the world. I know. It's like the. I mean, like very, very sad. It is not meant to be long term. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you're you're. It was your. It was just your birthday. You're getting pretty close to retirement age. So I, like maybe 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 you just segue just a few just a little <laughs> bit longer and okay. and uh, I'll just take it over. I'll just buy. I'll do a buyout. No, you just buy the you buy the house next door, the the the, the unit next door, and then walk out every morning, and yeah. see them, and we get yeah. the paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, G- genie and uh, and Big Jim. Yep, yep. <laughs> that that's that's perfection. It's, it's your that's it's like it's your own personal hell. I don't know why I'm even bothering about these other decisions this, what, what this is you, obviously but, the best one no i mean i i i didn't want to tell you this but like your your mom asked me if she thought if, if that would be an appropriate christmas gift for you to buy so. to, to, to buy the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the house next yeah. door yeah you're just gonna get a set of keys for christmas from your for your parents oh that would be the absolute best i would love it i would absolutely love it and i wouldn't immediately kill myself yeah that's uh i don't i don't know where i'm gonna wind up i i i'm hoping the the uh, uh, depressing, uh, pathetic part of that becomes a, a, a poke to get me out of there. Um, it kind of did in the past. Um, I hope it, if I go back there, it does again. But I don't want to rely on that. I just, I'd rather go to the city. I'd rather see promising results come March and get early into a place. Um, but if things change or, you know, March is much different than I expect, uh, I might I might just take over my old house. I don't know. I don't is, know. Um... How old is Gwen now? Seventeen. Yeah. Is she going to college next year? Two yeah. years. Yeah, next year. Did she get accepted anywhere? Early acceptance got was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, she didn't do any. She's just doing standard applications, so she won't find out until like February or January or something. But yeah, yeah. 
but that 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 makes it easier for you to be in the city, right? Because you will only have Maddie most of the time. Yeah, and if the pandemic's under control, um, if it's not under control, I don't think my parents are coming back up. In which case, I could still keep the nights and weekends at my parents' place. And then, if it is under control, then it doesn't matter if they're around. So it, you know what I mean? Like it, if it hits yeah. the point where like that's not an issue sharing a space. So I, I still got, have options. You, you got back solutions. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And if I go to a nicer part of Brooklyn, I think that could also um, maybe open the open her up a little more like a, a um, uh, like, um, you know, shops and stuff all around. Uh, uh, not you, so were in, residential. you were in the most resi- residential. Yeah. It's just like it, was- it, it didn't have like a, a, a like a, a liveliness to it. It's a it's residential. Exactly. It's a deep. Yeah. Res- it's, it's just residential everywhere. So it's like, yeah, there's it doesn't have that kind of like energy. You know, and it, and it's amazing. Like you're like, oh well, I'm only you know a 15 minute subway to anything that I want. You're like, oh my god, I have to get on the subway now. Yeah, like, no, I have, to, I have to take a train to do this. Like, uh, I'm, I'm no. I I I did come to see that, and I think that was a good helpful hint on. I want to be somewhere where things are where I am, and I do get on the subway, but there are things where I am, yeah. um, and to the point where if I'm also in a space that's generally a, a good space in general that. It, it, it's it, you know it, it creates a, a better like gravity to, to to just be in that area more you know where it doesn't feel yeah. like you're 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 pulling people out of the good areas it's like no this is just another good area to hang out in you know yeah no going from my neighborhood to your neighborhood sucks yeah even though they like, were very they were not very far at all it was yeah, a 10 minute drive but or yeah, like a close. 50 minute subway <laughs> yeah well it was the worst subway right yeah it, but, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, no, it was like a six-minute Uber, I think. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but but like uh, when you get down there, it's like there is nothing really there. It's like you're coming down to hang out, and it and and when you're in a city, you, the point is you get the benefit of being around. So yeah. I kind of I think I there was that I, one pizza place that was really good. Um, yeah, that's that place, that was like uh, a five-minute walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ended up going there a couple times. You're right, but like you know what I mean. Everything was even even the walk to stuff that was nice was still like a five to ten minute walk. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds, if, if just like, I never, never living in the city, it's hard to, um, understand that appreciation. And that year definitely gave me, I think all of the correct, like calibrations I needed to make sure the next place I'm at, uh, 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 uh I'm going to be much happier with. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's there. I mean, there's a reason why it was like a hard requirement when I moved that I stay in this neighborhood and it's like, I don't ever want to walk more than 10 blocks for anything. And like, if I have to go more than 10 blocks, like it is a fucking destination. Like, yeah. And like, when I, you're in the city, like that's, I, 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 I was hard. I, I did not value that enough. I undervalued uh, um, that, you know? Yeah. Being able to walk one block to like my favorite bar and yeah. to my favorite Italian restaurant. And like, you know, I'm a three minute walk from really good time. Like having to pass all of those things to go someplace else is like oh my god why would i why would i do this yeah yeah like, it has to be so good but to like not have any of those available and my my just existence is that i'm going to walk for five minutes or ten minutes to do anything that i want to do or or, or get on the subway yeah like in my mind well, your, I played, your, your subway was really close wasn't it it was about a it was like a, a minute walk away but if but that but that also meant that everything was a subway which again if i've never lived in the city I, it felt and it wasn't terrible but it it's hard to deny how much better it is when you don't need to it was livable yeah. it was fine yeah. but for the money and the fact that i'm in the city it's like i'm so close to just having the rest of the conveniences it starts to feel like it's now lacking you know 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you're paying all this money for this convenience that you don't ha actually have. Yeah. Um, I'm missing yeah. out on some of it. <laughs> yeah. Where, where it's like, yeah, I'm, I am a 45 minute or 50 minute subway ride to work. Well, I mean, that's not much shorter than an hour and 10 minute commute on the train from Ronkonkoma, right? Well, plus the 30 minute drive. I mean, it was like a, 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 a an hour 40, yeah. but I get what you're saying. Like my point is like you can live in suburbs and have like the same shitty residential. Oh yeah, if I lived in like experience. Nassau or something. Yeah, I, I could easily have a forty-five minute commute in. So yeah, exactly. Um, and you're still almost as limited. Like you don't have access to the subway, right? You don't have access to the train, but um, your experience is is largely similar, just with more space. Yeah, yeah. And well, you had a you had a, you had a great apartment. The, the, the apartment was huge. Yeah, the, the 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 layout I didn't think was bad. It was open. It if you know if I could transplant that to like the nice area, but you know that that would would probably be out of my budget in most areas. Um, you had the worst bathroom. It was bathroom tiny. Was ter it was terrible. Well, it didn't. It looked like a like a school bathroom. I don't know how to explain it because I had well, like the, I that think that line. building was a school built. Like yeah, it looked like a school, like a repurposed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I never actually did the research, but it, I would not be shocked. Like the stair the stairwell there looked like that looked like a school. Yeah. Yeah, um, or or, yeah. or there was and like a developer at the time who thought the school look was a good look. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your, I mean, I'm I'm actually a little jealous of your toilet. So I'm I, I was I'm envious of like the jet powered direct oh, God. line. That thing never um, never clogged. <laughs> yeah. Um, not having a tank to like lean back against occasionally, like you know, if oh, you're, I, if you're it, in there got, for that like was a weird long, in the beginning. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in there for a long session, like <laughs> of scroll of scrolling through Twitter, um, that that's a little bit weird. But like, I am I'm legitimately jealous of the jet powered toilet that you had. Oh, if you held that thing down, man, it would have just it would just go forever. It's like I'll flush this all day long. I don't care. Yeah, this thing is directly connected to the water main. <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's no intermediary tank that we're just you know letting gravity do the work. Like, nope, this thing is being force fed from the cat skills. Oh, I, I also, um, I underestimated how hot it could get there. I remember when I bought all those AC units and you're looking at me like, okay, you got three. You want this big one? I'm like, I don't know if I need it. And then it got hot. I'm like, well, where's that goddamn air conditioner? Yeah. Um, not controlling your heat in the winter. Oof. Yeah. You, you, you became part of uh, all of the people in the pre-war buildings who open their windows. I just have windows open. You have to, and yep. you just have to play the game of here's this yeah. cold stream and yeah. you just deal with it because if you don't, it's it's unlivable yeah it is um it's january 5th and it's 10 degrees outside and i have like three of my windows open because yeah. otherwise it's going to be 140 degrees in my apartment yeah like walk into a room and you're like i'm i'm sweating i'm sweating i've been in here in a minute um yeah that's a wild experience it really is yeah i i feel so lucky that i can like control my heat in my new apartment that's the, the greatest thing in the world like that is control. really nice yeah. Like, oh, I, I want it to be a little bit warmer. I can do that. I want it to be a little bit colder. I can do that. Right. And like, I don't need to be running my ACs in the winter or open any of the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's a trade-off. I'm still like, but like, I know, I know how to measure the importance of all of these. Right. And I can yeah. way better calibrate to, yeah, the heat thing is, is definitely like a mid-tier issue, but not like a, a, a make or break. Like if everything else lines up, I would take that kind of thing. But I can better, I can way better just appropriately adjust uh, uh, like all those values, you know? Yeah. I mean, to people who don't live in New York, 
like I don't think that and because I, I have this conversation a decent amount at, at, at work because I'm always talking to people elsewhere right um, the level of compromise that you have to make in in apartments like there is always going to be significant compromise um, I used to drive on the BQE looking at buildings that were like eye level with the BQE and be like what asshole would ever want to live there and it turns out I'm the asshole who would want to live there because I like everything else about my apartment. And that was the thing I was willing to compromise. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like the reason I wind up talking about it a lot at work is because you can hear the fucking BQE that's 20 feet from my window. And they're like, why would you ever live there? It's like, well, if you lived in the city, you would understand that was my big compromise. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Everyone's got one or two yep. or five. Yeah. Like, oh, you have a beautiful apartment, but you have no kitchen. Yeah. Like you, you have you have a hot plate and one tile. Yeah. That's your kitchen with a sink. Right. Um, yeah. Or you have uh, a bathroom that is basically just a toilet bowl and a tub and, you know, one square foot tile for you to stand on when you're not in the tub. Bathroom. <laughs> Which, which like legitimately that was um megan's sister's old place had the smallest bathroom i've ever seen oh even smaller than, than the one i had oh yeah like way smaller like legit it was just the the tub uh, yeah. along the wall and then the toilet which you know stuck out to halfway uh in you know to the top yeah. like yeah. the length of the tub and then the door which would swing open to basically like, like almost brush, the toilet brush past the toilet and like brush brush past the the like when it was fully open the the tub um and like almost to the point where if you wanted to get into the bathroom and close the door you had to get into the tub and then close the door behind <laughs> you and then <laughs> like it was ridiculous um yeah but the rest of their apartment was great like they had this huge bedroom with like this huge walk-in closet and they had, were in a great neighborhood um Right. Anyone who's lived in New York City is like, oh, I get it. And everyone outside New York City is like, why would you ever agree to this? This is the most ridiculous thing. Just get a thing with all your check boxes. It's like, yeah, okay, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah. And like what people like, it's not, it's not like you're not paying a lot of money still. You're still paying <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> um, but you still have to compromise. <laughs> there is an Uber premium for all the check boxes. It's not a 10% more price. It, it It's like yeah. a 20 or 30% more price for that last check box, you know? Yeah, if, if it does all of the things. Yeah. The 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 the, the, um, the sum is greater, uh, you know, than the, the parts. Right, it's like a brand new car versus what, what, two what, years whatever, behind. Whatever that, whatever that saying is that for some yeah, reason, yeah, it's yeah. like, the, the, yeah, the whole yeah. is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I wish, I wish that there was just dollar values associated with with each thing where it's like you know you want a bedroom that's like one bedroom that's a thousand dollars you want to add a kitchen five hundred dollars like bathroom like livable bathroom two hundred fifty dollars extra bathroom another five hundred dollars a month so like, you just you can actually put a number down yeah an extra exactly. like two feet you see you see these two feet right here that's yeah. five hundred dollars a month yeah. worth it well well when i first started at uh at pure they sent me this enormous box of t-shirts that they wanted me to bring to customers. Yeah, 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 sure. And I was like, this thing is like four square feet. It's a, it's a two by two cardboard box that has like 300 t-shirts in it. I'm going to charge you fuckers rent. Because <laughs> like, I only live in a 700 square foot apartment. 
I did like, the math. You know, You're going to get like, billed now. Yeah. You guys owe me like 20 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. to have this fucking box in my apartment. Like, don't send me these things without my permission. And if you adjusted like, the square feet for square feet, you actually can walk around in that wasn't taken up by furniture. It'd yeah, be like three or $400 a month. You're like, yeah, hey, look, exactly. this is prime walking real estate, man. Yeah. I uh, uh, Hallway real estate is a premium in my place. Yeah. You think this two foot by two foot box fits in my closet? Right. Right. Like, no. Right. You want me to put it in my refrigerator? What do you want me to do with this thing? Yeah. Nothing fits in my closet. <laughs> my think- clothes, my clothes are too wide. And that might be a me problem, but like my shirts are too wide to fit in my closet. So, so it's just a bar in, in a cutout section of your bedroom. It's the, the idea that it closes as far yeah, as everything, everything gets like swung and squished in a little bit. Yeah. That kind of like doors. angled, uh, yeah. uh, just get it in. Wait, do, do you have ones where, um, you, you it's a, it's on sliders at the top. No, but like, cause I was thinking if you know how like the sliders on the top to kind of hang at the bottom where it's just kind of like hanging on an angle because there's clearly something behind it. Yeah, it, it's, it's so bad. Um, and like, we have a lot of closet space in this apartment. We had no closet space in our last apartment. We had one closet. I don't know how we were supposed to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to charge pure rent for my enormous box of t-shirts <laughs> that, that they thought it would be acceptable to ship me without my permission. Right. I don't have a garage to put this in. Okay. I don't have, I don't have a basement, guys. Yeah. 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 I'm trying not to get too used to this space. Um, I've already bought too much here, but I'll be ready to trim back down. Did you take all your stuff out of storage or is it all still in storage? No, I, I brought my entire apartment here. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've, it's been, no. it's been pandemic time. I've, I haven't seen yeah, no, I, I, I moved it all directly here, but like I, but this place is so much extra space that, that urge to be like, Oh, I can blah, 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 you know? Um, so I've, I've tried to avoid buying any furniture um, because, because I'm, I don't expect to be in a place as, yeah, like the place I was in last time is already too big, you know. So, yeah, but you got a king king size bed. That's an, that's, that's another, another three hundred dollars. I know. A month I know. Right there, you want you want a, a bedroom that can fit a king size bed? Like, it's like um, you just you cut down your pool of acceptable apartments every time you you say this is a hard requirement, right? And go, Paul. Has got so, Paul helped me with a bunch of real estate looking, and he was so frustrated at me. He's like, "This apartment's perfect." I'm like, "You can't fit a king in it, Paul." He's like, "Fucking get rid of the king," and he's like, "Who else is sleeping in that goddamn bed? You son of a bitch!" And I'm like, Paul, <laughs> it's a king bed. I want a king bed." He's like, "Dude, you are not king size. Like, this apartment is perfect." I'm like, "Can't fit a king bed." He's like, "Fucking give up the goddamn king bed." He's like, "Everything else about this apartment is exactly what you want." I'm like, "Dude." Where it's off the list. He's like, I don't what, understand you. Once you go, once you have it, you can't go yes. back. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm like, oh, Paul, I like to be able to know I can like roll three times and not even at the other side. You know? Yeah. Even if I was by myself, I would never want to not be in a, like when I got put in a queen bed at a hotel, I'm so angry. You feel it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, well, you have, well, you have two of them. Like, what am I going to do with two of them? Yeah. <laughs> can you, are you can come up here and smush them together? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like king bed only, please. I can, I can feel even, even though I'm not touching every part of the bed, I, there is a feel to it. You know what I mean? I don't. Well, I, so like, I mean, do you ever do work in bed, right? Like where you have no. your laptop out? No. So I, I, I make it a point not to. Yeah. So occasionally I will, right? Like I'll like, all right, well, whatever. I'm just going to work from bed. Like, especially if Megan has to do something, um, cause limited space having, yeah. Having your laptop in your bed with you, you need the king bed. Oh, that makes sense. Just a bigger open space for everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they look yeah, nicer also, too, by the way. King, yeah, because it doesn't look like you're in a college dorm. Thank you. Thank you. 
I want yeah. to help, I'm trying to flip that on him. Like, oh, Paul. Well, Gopal, Gopal is a, you know, he's, he, I mean, he's not a king size bed person. <laughs> I don't know what that means. A, but, not uh, a king size bed sized person. <laughs> king size bed sized. Yeah. Um, also, his, so his, his apartment looks like, looks like a hotel. Yeah. He spent a ton of time. Have you been there? No, I've seen it on Zooms. Yeah, no, it's, um, he spent a, a lot of time designing and, and, and all of that to get a very, aesthetically pleasing kind of i like it uh but you're right it is very um it is not organic it is manufactured yeah no it, i mean it looks like he went to like some like restoration hardware or something and like went to one of their showrooms and like i want that room in my apartment <laughs> just be paste all of this stuff just put it in put it in my apartment exactly the way it looks now i mean he, I'm has... sure he actually probably went through way more yeah and he like pain but... over months over like slight variations and like flooring you know all the stuff you do when you when you can do exactly what you want and then you're you're um you know that that problem of all the choices making it impossible to pick anything thing he, yeah, he definitely, paralysis of choice man yeah so. that yeah because it's such a big investment it's like you can't try it out you just got to go for it and um when you have all the choices and you yeah you know that thing okay so but yeah no you're right it, it the the i think he would take that as a compliment because it was very much a custom job um so if it came off like it was put together in that way, I think that's like, yeah. But uh, it's, it's a I nice mean, I, I like it. It's like it is an aesthetic it's, it's that got, I appreciate. Right. Um, it's, it's like colors, uh, open, uh, uh, yeah. modern looking. and But he, he also had like a little bit of this kind of like the Gopal, I don't want to say like spiritual, but like uh, earthy, I should say. It's got like this earthy tick to it in spots. Bo- Bo- Bohemian. Is that what it is? Is that like the term for that kind of like... The kind of thing that's like put a Buddha statue on the wall, kind like, of thing. Like sort of, sort of, sort of. In in Thailand, they would be very upset with you about that. With the Buddha statue. Like, Buddha is not for art. Buddha oh. is not. For, so right outside of um, the airport is yeah. a big billboard that says yeah. Buddha is not for decoration. Oh. Like and Buddha is not for tattoo. Buddha is not for decoration. Like they're very serious about that. Got it. So there is no one doing that. Uh, I mean, that kind I, of thing. Well, I'm sure they do just to like worship the statue right, right? it is but it is not in, but not as like an aesthetic right as like a an art choice and and, and, our, and a piece that's clearly an art piece on like the bookshelf right yeah. as decorative yeah, yeah 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 exactly it's more of like a center focus as a shrine or something like that yeah um, like my like i have a picture of a buddhist temple from thailand that i took on my wall in my living room that would not be approved that is not that is not thailand approved decoration got it got it yeah no it was really shocking to me like um like you know having no understanding of of uh maybe how serious people take religious symbols <laughs> right uh yeah i could like understand like it would be weird for somebody to just put like a crucifix on their wall for like artistic purposes i mean that, that happens it'd be hard to it'd be weird to take offense to that you're saying no no no, no. like i think if you were like a very religious country mm-hmm. where like you have a national religion i would totally understand why you wouldn't want people like putting crucifixes on their wall for art and especially like taking it out of the country to put it on sure your wall yeah um, yeah but i can also see gopal absolutely having a little buddha statue um <laughs> next to I, next to like incense holders um I, I and probably know. like way too many like sort of prayer beads but like i don't know exactly what religion you are or what yeah like 
That, yeah. that, that very much makes sense to me with and, like and my up- internal concept of Gopal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your internal framing. And, uh, uh, um, um, and I think he's, uh, I think he's got that kind of like, uh, that dynamic in there, but bedroom, he could put anything there. You put a queen bed. And that was my point. He could, he could have gone for the King. The room can fit a King. And what is he doing? He's got a queen. He's like, I don't see the point of the King. And I'm like, man, I don't get it. That is, um, I feel, you know what this is? This what? We're going to tie this all the way back to our, I don't know if you're recording that. This is the Buick. This is the Buick. <laughs> this is the Buick. This is Gopal's Buick? This is Gopal's Buick. Uh, Gopal, super successful, like makes a ton of money. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm just a normal guy. I'm a normal guy with a queen I, bed. I don't need a king bed. <laughs> I'm down to earth just like you guys. Yeah. I drive a Buick just like you. <laughs> Gopal's every man bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to say that to him. Like, how's what? your man of the people yeah. bed? I'm just like you. I, I when I when I go to sleep, I uh, I just get into my queen size bed. Yeah, nothing fancy for me. Not, not, no luxury that, uh, here. Yeah, just that when I get up, I uh, I go sell millions of dollars with flashlight. Right, right. But no matter what, at the end of the day, queen bed, baby. All right, come back, come back to a queen bed. No extravagance. Yeah, sheets only eight hundred thread count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you found it. I think you found it. I think I think that's a good place. To We're end. on to him. We're on to yeah. him. <laughs> you goddamn humble bragging motherfucker. Um, <laughs> oh, go Paul. I'll have to tell him to listen to this now so he can he can listen and be like, you got to listen to the part at the end. There's an important message for you, buddy. Um, where, 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 where Will and Jim diagnose you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I definitely want him to listen to that. Well, I'll I'll say, hey, look, man, if you don't want us to continue on the next episode, you better come on. All right. Because uh, we're definitely going to talk about you if you don't. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, he's diving into politics now. Maybe I'll get him on. I bet you can get Riley on too at some point. He'd probably join. I think it'd be fun to have on. Is he still in Maine? Yeah. He's holed up. That's what everyone's doing, man. I I had to go to a data center this weekend. Yeah. I, I left my apartment for... I think I'm still under 10 times since March. <laughs> um, this is the, this is the fourth time that I've actually like been to a destination. That's um, impressive. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, I'm probably insane. Like that's probably too few. Um, right. Like you, you check the boxes dumb. for, for therapists to be like, you know, I think there's something there to this. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, this isn't normal, right? Like <laughs> we, should, we should probably dive into this. There's, there's pandemic normal. And then there's you. Uh, you're yeah. out of these standard distrib- uh, normalization or distribution or whatever. Yeah. yeah so. well, 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 Megan laughs at me because I like, I'll stand by the bedroom door, uh-huh. like the, the, <clears throat> by the balcony door in the bedroom. And I'll just like, look at the BQE. I'm like, where the fuck are all these people going? There's a <laughs> pandemic. Like, Go home. It's a Saturday. Where are you driving to? There's no work. Go home. <laughs> like I get, <laughs> I get like legit mad at people because I'm like, why are you outside? That reminds me of the. <laughs> Uh, grandpa simpson old man yells at sky yeah that's exactly what i'm doing i'm just yelling at the highway because people are driving around go home Uh, everyone go home well well it's because like so in like april there was nobody on the bqa it was so weird to like five o'clock like rush hour Mm -hmm. and like you look out the window or you look out uh, uh, on the balcony and there's just like zero traffic like people are doing, you know, 70 miles an hour. Whereas like now, no, no, no traffic. It's midnight, but like usually till like 9 PM, there's traffic outside of my window. Right. Uh, it's, has it gone 
mostly back, completely back to normal. Like on it's, your, it is, it is it, completely back. It, to it's indis, it's in, uh, indistinguishable from yeah, which, pre-pandemic, which is why I get so mad. Yeah, like why? Where is everybody going? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, don't you know you should be staying home? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did realize that a data center is probably the best place that I could be going. Yes, because no one there. I, I talked to one person behind glass. Yep, and then I was escorted by one person for like a minute and a half to get to the cage that I need to go to mm-hmm. and then zero interaction with anybody yeah, no, for, uh, for two and a half hours. Oh, that, that's really point. I, I, I think I said this to like uh, 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 data center ops people during a pandemic or like dude, same day to me, man. Every day is the same pandemic or no, like what, your work schedule now. has not changed yet. I put on a mask and they take my temperature and then I do the same thing I've done every single day. It is yeah. an, it, it is a pen. Uh, I think I called it uh, pan friendly, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, like maybe that'll be uh, an option for your your career by your guidance counselor in the future. Well, these on the plus side are pandemic friendly. Yeah, their 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 jobs do not go away or change at all. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, um, pretty depressing and dystopian. But anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, I was the only vendor or customer at the data center on Saturday. So it was it was one security guard, one data center ops person, and me. You know, you're good there. You're good there. Um, yeah, and the only the only thing that worries me is like air conditioning systems. Like like in restaurants, they show that people who sit next to like the HVAC system mm-hmm. are infected at a higher rate Oof. because of the HVAC system. And I'm like standing on top of an air conditioning vent, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's like one other person in the entire data center was like that air is going straight to me, and I know it. I know it. They're coughing into the air circulation yeah, system. Exactly. It's just it's just this fucking tank of covid that's back there you're gonna <laughs> that i'm gonna wake up in a hospital on... and they're gonna be like what happened and one of the guys gonna be like well he kept on just holding his breath while he was working until uh <laughs> until he fell down and hit his head after he passed out from lack of oxygen well yeah i mean like it's probably irrational for me to worry about that like in yes. a situation like that but like what is concerning is like when i if i walk past somebody on the street and they're smoking and I like I smell the smoke that they just exhaled through my mask and I'm like I am smelling the inside of your lung it's <laughs> <laughs> fair point and like if I could smell that what else is getting through and like yeah. I know that the masks are for you it's not for me but still like I am smelling the inside of your lung right now right you're you're adding the 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 tracer to 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 yeah to- yeah, you're ma- you're you're making me keenly aware of like what I am trying, the reality I am trying to push down. Yeah, so that I can get through this walk to my car, so that I can move it for alternate side parking. That's a brilliant idea. That's what the government needs to mandate. They have to mandate. Uh, okay, they're not going to mandate this, but it'd be funny if they mandated um, you having to like chew this gum that just made your breath terrible, and and stay, and if you're like, hey, if you wear the mask, enough, yeah. Then, then people aren't gonna. Uh, uh, they're not really gonna smell it unless they're right next to you. But yeah. if you don't wear a or mask, stay six feet away. Oh, right? yeah. like or you just, it, it will encourage people to stay. Yeah, yeah, far enough away. Right, right. It gives it, it gives you the identifier. Yeah. If that smell was COVID, you would be infected right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> all we right. had fun random ramblings. Uh, this was all fun, and maybe we'll move it to Thursday because our number three who says he's opened up his night is uh is is uh is absent so maybe we'll go to thursdays and we'll get we'll get andrew back in and and maybe we'll we'll hold a gofundme so he can go buy a proper mic so it doesn't sound like uh 
oh my God. Yeah. awful, you know, echoey hallway nonsense. Um, the, the the MacBook Pro Mac is usually pretty good. It is actually, it's really good. I, I guess yeah. he wasn't. I guess he didn't have that, or I don't know what his deal was. But it sounded terrible. Um, well, not, okay, not distract. It wasn't like distracting me bad, but it was. He could yeah. sound better. But I mean, he doesn't look like he's the host of a radio show on Zoom, so he's got that going for him. Okay, fair. So these are <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Hey, I like this look. I got I got the whole setup. Um, all right, all cool. Right, cool. So this is a lot of fun. Uh, have a good night, and we'll do see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you.